Nation, it's official. BYU Athletics announcing Jim McMahon's jersey will be immortalized. Hello, BYU Athletic Hall of Fame status. Lavelle Edwards joins us live. Virginia head coach Mike London joins us live as well. Why he feels his team is for real. Plus, BYU football all access with linebacker Michael Alisa. It's another one-game season. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It's a Hall of Fame type day. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, September 18th. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with Copper Hills High School Cross Country Hall of Fame nominee, Jerem Jordan. Nominee. That would be saying something. Congratulations to Jim McMahon. An early rise and shout to Jim McMahon, number nine, going to be retired, finally getting to the BYU Hall of Fame, finished his classes, and he is officially going to be in what he already was in the hearts and minds of BYU fans everywhere, a Hall of Famer. BYU Athletics officially announcing this morning McMahon will be inducted to the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame on Thursday, October 2nd. His number nine jersey will be retired during halftime of the Friday night Rivalry matchup against Utah State. Well-deserved Jim McMahon. He's only the fifth jersey ever to be retired in a long history of BYU football. Yeah, and so number nine is Jordan Leslie's jersey number. So at this point, uh, the discussion has not happened with Jordan about what you do with number nine. Uh, I imagine he can just wear nine the rest of the year, and then it's over for anyone wearing nine again. Or Jordan Leslie could... Uh, you know, change his number or whatever. Austin Collie also wore that number. I imagine maybe at some point Austin's uh, jersey gets retired. You know, already, number nine is, but he could be up there as well. You have two at number 14 already, Gifford Nielsen, Ty Detmer. But the accomplishment of Jim McMahon doing this, this is big time. It's been a long time since he was at BYU. 82, it's 2014. I mean, we're talking 32 years. But he, he graduated. He promised his dad that he would do this. And started taking classes again, I think it was 10 credits shy, in uh, 2010. And I believe it was last week, uh, finished. I've talked with Trevor Wilson, who works in the athletic department with academics. He went to Scottsdale to Jim McMahon's home and helped Jim finish the classes, proctored some tests, uh, tests helped him study, uh, and he got it done. Amazing stories from Trevor Wilson. Uh, the, the, uh, in a couple weeks, we'll... Try and reach out to Trevor and have him come on the show and tell us about that experience with Jim. But we will talk to Lavelle Edwards today about what that means to him to have Jim McMahon in the Hall of Fame. We will be discussing Jimmy Mack's awesomeness at length. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. And we called an audible in light of the quarterback and the news that just broke. New Twitter question. What's your favorite Jim McMahon memory? Use hashtag BYUSN. I'll tell you the moment. That where I knew Jim McMahon was the man. I wasn't even born. It was 1980. BYU's down to Southern Methodist uh, in the Holiday Bowl. They're about to punt in the fourth quarter. Down it's, by 20. It's not prior to the Hail Mary. It's, it's earlier. Yeah, down by 20. He comes to the sideline. Lavelle wants to punt. And Jim McMahon, with several expletives, says that he doesn't want to do that. And they go for it on fourth. They get first down. They eventually get a touchdown. The can't quit, will your way to win captaincy of Jim McMahon. I, would, I dare say he was the, he's been the greatest leader in BYU football history. And in my opinion, the greatest quarterback. I'll tell you why in a little bit. 
My favorite moment from Jim McMahon, the Super Bowl shuffle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is a great one, though. That is a great yes. one. I shared the same moment as you from that SMU game. I love the story that Lavelle tells where he said Jim was just beside himself, came off the sideline, just chucked his helmet down and said, why are we punting? So Lavelle called a timeout. Yeah. After that, he saw Jim and said, okay, well, we might not – might as well not punt. Let's let's go for it. Yeah, and uh, you can't you can't fully quote. I think what was said, but yeah, I think Lavelle some, said something to the grave. This is a beeping joke. <laughs> <laughs> Would not he did not want to lose. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel 143 and on BYU TV. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Jim McMahon, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Third and ten at the SMU 41-yard line. McMahon all the way back in his own 46, throwing for the end zone. Receivers are there, defenders are there. It is in the end zone. Who has the ball? Touchdown! Touchdown! Brigham Young in an absolutely unpredictable Well, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Jim McMahon, three touchdowns in a four-minute span in the greatest bowl game comeback in college football history. They defeated SMU that night in 1980, 46-45. Unbelievable. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, really, for Jim McMahon. I mean, the numbers that that guy brought up at BYU are, like, stupid good. It is, it is unreal what let, he did. Let me tell you why I think he's the best quarterback in BYU history. I know Ty won the Heisman. Ty never won the Heisman. I think that he, and Ty's acknowledged this, he stood on the shoulders of some of the greats. And it started with Virgil Carter and Gary Scheide and Gifford Nielsen and Mark Wilson. Then Jim McMahon took it to another extreme level. Mark Wilson set nine NCAA records. Got drafted, played in Super Bowls. Jim McMahon took it up a notch. A two-time All-American. The fifth pick in 1982, that was the highest draft pick until Ziggy tied that from BYU ever. His junior year, 47 touchdown passes. This is in 80, 81. No, 80. 80. In 80. 4,500 yards passing. The first player in NCAA history to pass for 4,000 yards. 32 NCAA records just that year. More on that in a moment. He wins the Sammy Baja senior year, Davey O'Brien. BYU led the country in total offense and passing his junior and senior years. Unbelievable. Finished top five in the Heisman voting twice. If he has that season now with social media and the, the, ex- well, the expansion the, of college football, he wins the Heisman that's Trophy. That's like 5,500 or 6,000 yards now. He wins like, the Heisman Trophy. It had never trophy. happened. Oof. It's like 6,000 now. He was the yeah he, uh, NCAA College Football Hall of Famer in 98. And he set more NCAA records than even Ty Detmer did, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Pay attention. 70! He set 70 NCAA records. Jim McMahon crushed it. Is that good? Yes. A follow-up to that, by the way. He was the punter his freshman year at BYU in 77. <laughs> he did everything. He punted 55 times at 39.3 yards per punt. He averaged almost 40 yards a punt. He had a, he had a left-footed <laughs> punt that went like to the three against Hawaii one time or something. But to me, he's the greatest quarterback BYU ever had. That's got to be an NCAA one. record if they, if they kept that stat. Quarterbacks that punt. Average per punt. <laughs> he's Jim the McMahon greatest quarterback punter of well. all time exactly. in NCAA college football. There are some requirements that uh, you have to pass to – 
even be considered for the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame, and it's lofty. I mean, it is, it's up there. Not just anyone gets in. First of all, you have to graduate from, from BYU. He's taking care of that. That was the holdup. All-American status. Two-time All-American. Consensus is junior year. That means everyone agrees. Professional accomplishments. Super Bowl champion. Check. And community service. I mean, the guy, he's, he's well-deserving. He's a good public this, speaker now. Of this honor. And that was one of the classes, ironically enough, that he needed to finish was public speaking. And he would, he would uh, you know, have these cards and, uh, you know, Trevor Wilson and his girlfriend, I believe her name's Lori, uh, would try and help him with this. Trevor said uh, that he is a perfectionist, that he car- has carried that trait with him and that he would get really frustrated if he didn't do it perfect, really well. I, th- I think that his football life has uh, that translated into it. And now look, we all know that Jim McMahon wasn't the full BYU guy off the field and didn't represent all the aims and missions of BYU 100% when he was away from BYU. But I'm telling you what, Jim McMahon is a BYU guy, and BYU loves Jim McMahon. That is going to be quite a night on October 3rd, the Royal Jerseys, Utah State, BYU's 4-0 after beating Virginia. Oh, you're going 17-plus too? And Jim McMahon, there is going to be like an emotional standing O for several minutes. It's going to be fantastic. Sold out, that will be sold out. It's going to be unbelievable. Cannot wait. Jim McMahon will be honored. His jersey to be immortalized on October 3rd, Friday night game against Utah State. That will be broadcast on ESPN. I'm guessing ESPN will have some pretty extensive coverage on the McMahon I bet the they'll McMahon take it live well. at halftime. Yeah. Jim McMahon, we salute you. What's your favorite Jim McMahon moment? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. <laughs> here, here we go. My Jake Heaps jersey just got a whole lot cooler. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. All number nine. Yes, it did. That is. Do that. you think Jake's like, yeah, our jersey is going to be retired? That's Jordan Leslie, too? Like, Austin Collie? Awesome been, been some good Yeah, nights. at Billy Wonka. Jim McMahon moment. Him <laughs> telling the defense the next play and making it work anyways. Yeah, like there are stories of him saying, we're going to do this and you can't stop us. What's the other one we heard? At, at Air Force, uh, he's, he yells into the crowd after uh, we heard there was an expletive with this one too. Yeah, you can't stop us, fly boys! <laughs> I, heard that, I heard that from uh, a former coworker in Colorado who was covering the wow. game, running up and down the <laughs> sidelines for the Air Force Academy. And he said, you know... As much as we hated him, we respected him because we just could not stop. He and you sound like Vince offense. Vaughn's character in Anchorman <laughs> when he's pulling Ron Burgundy out of the bear pit. But I respect I you. I hate you, Ron Burgundy. But gosh dang it, I respect <laughs> you. That's a, and and the thing that we hear from Jim McMahon's teammates were that he uh, was the greatest teammate to them and throughout their lives. If you haven't read Vicek Ham's article in the Deseret News a couple days ago, where he he broke it and said, "Hey, it's." It's going to be during the Utah State game. They're going to do it. Um, he said that Jim McMahon, when Vi was a rookie, uh, they played against each other. It might have been an exhibition game, maybe an early regular season game, and made sure that there were uh, gifts for Vi at his locker and some gifts for Vi's like, new daughter and all this stuff, just like uh, the greatest wow. teammate. Yeah. Wow. And you don't hear about all that kind of stuff. Jim McMahon, the leader, into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame, officially announced this morning his number nine jersey will be retired on October 3rd. Coming up, the legend, Lavelle Edwards, Jim McMahon's coach, and the man who the stadium is named after. will talk to us about his favorite McMahon moments 
and BYU Football Access with linebacker Michael Alisa. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Spencer's not dressed up for any reason in particular other than women's soccer tonight. BYU against Oregon 9 Eastern live on BYU TV. Watch the game with Spencer Linton and Natalie Lewis on the call. Am I that dressed up? Not really. I just look like a slob, so I have to <laughs> say something. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. We called an audible at the top of the show in light of the breaking news from BYU Athletics. Jim McMahon to be inducted into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame. His number nine jersey will be retired on Friday night, October 3rd at halftime of the Utah State game. And that is, what is your favorite Jim McMahon moment. That's the perfect way to bring in our first guest today, Lavelle Edwards, legendary head football coach at BYU. The man has the stadium named after him. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. What was your reaction to the news that Jim would officially make the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame and have his jersey retired? Well, of course, I'm very excited about it, and I knew all along it was in the works. It's just a matter of Jim finishing his degree, and I was very, very pleased when I got word that uh, he had finished it, and uh, it's just a matter now of uh, not not a time, you know, and he'll be go right into the Hall of Fame, because that was the only thing that, that held him back, is the requirement of uh, having graduated, and uh, you know, that Jim's credit, uh, at this point in time, uh, you know, the diploma doesn't mean that much in terms of work or whatever he's doing, but the uh, the fact that he went about and did it, you know, just typical of Jim, the way he does things and the way, you know, when he makes up his mind that uh, something needs to be done, and he's very good about doing that. What kind of reception do you think he's going to get October 3rd, Coach? <laughs> oh, I think it'll be great. I think Jim was a very popular player here, and... Uh, he what he he's just a a great leader. He's uh, he's also you know he's also very accomplished. Uh, he's uh, a great arm, you know. And for a guy that was uh, uh, you know had some partial vision in one eye, and he could see the field and 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 knew where everybody was. I mean, he could look at a he could be rolling out and, and seeing what the strong safety does that, you know, for the opposing team. And he would know exactly where everybody else was covered and let her were. And uh, from a defensive standpoint, and he'd just stop and turn around and throw and throw it. And just, just that uncanny innate uh, feel and ability that he had to uh, uh, know the offense, to throw it. And then, of course, he was very accurate. You mentioned, uh, you know, the one eye. He had uh, one bad eye, an incident with a fork as a, as a kid. What would he have done with two eyes, Coach? Uh, it, it's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he could have been better, though, frankly. Uh, you know, he. Uh, I don't think that was ever because uh, he, he just had that. Like I said, it was almost like an innate sense or a feel, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, a lot of guys can work hard and make themselves uh, get to a certain point, but uh, you got to have something uh, special, something uh, intangible. 
that, that takes you to that next level. And, you know, and that's what Jim had, and that's what Jim uh, did. And uh, he, he was just very good. Very Lave- good, in fact. Lavelle Edwards, coach of the 1984 National Championship BYU team, coach of the Cougars from 72 through 2000. Uh, did remarkable things for the program and with Jim McMahon as his quarterback. Coach, he broke 70 NCAA, 75 NCAA records. And uh, the que- the question is, amidst everything that he did that was so great, do you have a favorite moment that you remember from coaching or uh, just being around Jim McMahon? Oh, I think uh, uh, just trying to... I think it was in the Holiday Bowl. Um, I can't remember what year, what year it was. 1980, and, uh, probably? Yeah, I think it was when he threw that ball to Clay Brown. And uh, I remember uh, it was fourth down, and I don't know, we were behind about 20 points, 19 or whatever it was. And, and uh, it was fourth and seven, and I sent the punter in and Jim wouldn't Jim stood up and motioned for him to get off the field, get out of there. And uh, anyway, uh, the punter stopped and he looked at us and we're motioning him to get in. The you know, the clock was running out and so we called time out and Jim came over to the sideline and in his own and minimal way he said, Golly gee guys, you know, <laughs> something like that <laughs> But he said he looked right at us and he said, "You coaches have quit." He said, "We haven't quit." And uh, okay, Jim. So we uh, sent him with him. He went back in and had a play and went on down and scored. And then we got within thirteen. And uh, I thought, man, we might have a chance. We tried an onside kick and uh, and uh, they got it. And and uh, first play they ran. I don't know, 50 yards for a touchdown. Went back up, and then in the last oh, four minutes of the game, uh, I think they were up by 19 or 20, and and uh, Jim just went to work, and we had a lot of good things happen, an onside kick that we got, and whatever, and with four seconds left, he threw the Hail Mary into the end zone that Clay Brown caught, and... and uh, so he, you know, he, he just he just had that uh, that innate feel, if you will. Whether I don't know how better to explain it, and uh, you know that a lot, a lot of great athletes have, and that's what separates the great ones from the others that are pretty good. You became the full-time guy his junior year, split some reps his sophomore year with Mark Wilson. You end up redshirting him, but his freshman year, he's the punter. He punts fifty-five times. How was Jim McMahon as a punter? He was very. He was quite good, in fact. <laughs> and uh, we thought, man, that's a, a waste of you know talent uh, the control like he can. You know, and we had uh, right, you know, when, when we had a great run of quarterbacks there, and uh, he. Uh, so we uh, decided to redshirt him a year, and uh, and Mark would have senior year by himself because I. Made up my mind I was not going to divide playing time anymore because it just we didn't have a very good year that year even though we I think we won the league but it wasn't didn't it wasn't great but anyway uh, made up my mind then and to Jim's credit uh, 
you know, he stuck around and he didn't like it down here. He didn't like the place. And, and, uh, but typical of him, he was smart and he, he, uh, he, he knew that that was going to be his best bet to get into the NFL. So he hung by his thumbs there for a year and then he went on and had two, two great years after that. Lavelle Edwards with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, with the way that media has evolved and it's instantaneous with Facebook and Twitter and the Internet and email and everything, with how much college football is discussed and prognosticated about, given Jim McMahon's numbers and what he did, do you think if he had a season like he had back then to the equivalent of now that he would be deserving of a Heisman Trophy selection? No question he would be... uh... He would be very, very high up, and and uh, I don't know. He he was talked a little bit at that time, and you know, and we were like coming out of nowhere. And I I, I don't know. I can't remember where did he finish second or third or fifth, somewhere. Uh, third and then fifth. His junior third and senior and then years. Fifth. Yeah, and uh, you know, he was obviously better than that, and and deserved more national rec- recognition than that, but. Uh, you know, we were kind of coming out of nowhere and here in the in the Rockies and and uh, and you know and in the in the conference uh, that we were in at the time and and but uh, went on from there. Then guys that uh, of course we had a pretty good running quarterbacks, you know, before before Jim played, and uh, so it was uh, I don't know from about seventy nine to eighty or somewhere around there, you know, that we didn't lose many games. And uh, and I think that's about the time Jim played. An unbelievable run, no doubt, that may never, ever happen again in college football. Coach Edwards, we I, appreciate the time. Enjoy the day, and we can't wait to see October 3rd uh, celebrating Jim McMahon's jersey retirement. Well, it's great, and it's a long time coming. And, again, I'm just real happy for him and very, and very, very proud of him. Thanks, Coach. You bet. The coach, Lavelle Edwards on Jim McMahon, reliving that experience that we talked about. Well, and, golly and... gee, you coaches have quit. <laughs> <laughs> As only Lavelle Edwards can say. Fantastic. <laughs> so good. Jim McMahon, it is your day. Going to be inducted into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame and have his jersey retired on October 3rd. Michael Alisa of the current BYU football team joins us for BYU Football All Access after this. How the Cougars prepare for Virginia. This is Michael Lisa, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. It's Jim McMahon Day and BYU-Virginia Week. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio. Watch the simulcast on BYU TV. You can also download the show podcast on iTunes. One lucky fan will win a trip to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl, Spencer, with our BYU Sports Nation Take Your Fandom to South Beach Contest. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. One word, hashtag BYUSNMiami. The contest ends October 4th. That's the day after Jim McMahon's jersey will be retired. You took the words right out of my mouth. BYU Athletics officially announcing that Jim McMahon will be inducted into the Athletic Hall of Fame Thursday, October 2nd. His jersey will be retired at halftime of the Utah State game. The Royals will be out on the 
BYU Cougars. Uh, it's just going to be a huge I hope they wear ro- celebration, great atmosphere. I want BYU to wear a royal mesh jersey like McMahon. <laughs> The, the like see see through like whole true thing. throwbacks yeah, yeah real throwbacks up to their belly buttons. <laughs> I don't think that will pass in our our no. day and age. No, there are four other Hall of Fame inductees. Oh, by the way, that will enter with Jim McMahon, Kelly Parkinson Evanson, gymnastics, Dmitry Malinovsky, practice that one for a while, swimming, Tara Rohantinsky, Northcutt, uh, track and uh, cross country, and then Alicia Kramer Rose. She's an assistant coach with the women's team now. Congratulations to all five of us. That's a pretty solid list right there. We just talked with Lavelle Edwards, the head coach from 1972 to 2000, BYU's current stadium named after that man. That's right. He's a big deal. You can see that interview on YouTube on on BYU Sports Nation's YouTube channel. Good stuff. You know what we should do right now? Yes. Cougar football all access. Whoa. You all right? Figure it out, man. With Michael Elisa. Michael Alisa back on BYU Sports Nation. Michael, you getting comfortable in that chair yet, my friend? Oh, not yet. I'm still getting the getting the hang of things, but you guys have been making things really comfortable. Thank you. You handle Houston 33-25. Did you have BYU Sports Nation karma withdrawals in that game? I, man, you know, I, I was thinking about that after we finished last last week together. I was like, man, I didn't get the karma this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's the you deal? You did leave, and I was like, should we have given them the karma? <laughs> Yeah, we didn't give you the karma, and then just I'm just looking at the box score. I see two tackles. I don't see any picks. Fumble yeah. recovery. Were there? Yeah, no turnovers. Yeah, yeah. I need the karma. So this week, don't forget end okay. of the show. Let me get that. We will end the interview appropriately. Okay. Thanks, man. With the BYU Sports I need Nation that. karma. Let's let's end with the bad stuff and then get to the good stuff. We noticed you were in on the hail mary. What uh, happened? I was. Oh man. <laughs> I like it looked like a punt. I just remember looking at the ball for like it felt like three minutes, just like staring at it. And I wish I had like found the receiver because he was in front of me. I thought I was like back in the end zone, you know, deep enough. But uh, I should have moved up and been in front of him. It's what, such a weird play and a weird sequence where all of a sudden it's twenty three zero. All of a sudden you look up, you're like, wait a minute, it's twenty three fifteen. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So so there was a turnover right before that play. Yeah. So we're all like run off the bench, like scrambling, get our helmets on, and then they do the hail mary, and uh, yeah, just a weird sequence of events and. Um, Go, right, going into the half, I was like, I'm definitely changing my socks now. So I, <laughs> we I like, hurried, the socks. like threw my socks away, like hurried and put my new socks on. So I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> did it make a difference? <laughs> I think it did. It actually <laughs> does kind of reset your mind. It's nice. So there was this eight-minute and eight-second weird scenario. Jaron broke it down in detail of like all of the things that went wrong. The interception off the helmet. The you know unsportsman or the roughing the passer on a third down and oh, goal. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, Scott Orlando punt. The Mitchell Jurgens fumble. The Hamilton. All that. It just got weird. Like yeah. in an eight-minute span. Yet, at no point did I feel like the game was out of BYU's control. Yeah. Like, you were ever going to lose. And I don't think we felt that either. I think uh, we did get, like, a little just, like, upset with ourselves, you know, just knowing that we're better than that. We're better than those turnovers. We're better than, you know, the, the late hits and the, the penalties. So that, that was the only thing. Uh, just, just a little frustration there. But, yeah, in no, in, no time, in no time in the game was I, like, scared, you know, or, or worried what, what was happening about Third best rush defense in America right now. You give up 10 yards against Houston, and probably credit to Houston for just being like, you know what? It's not working. Let's just, <laughs> it's over. Let's just throw the ball. Let's throw the ball. What's working so well for your front seven against uh, opposing rushing offenses? I mean, Texas has two good running backs. You held them to 82. What's going right? Well, I would say the Texas line was, you know, a little uh, young. And Houston, like you said, was, was throwing the ball more. So, I, I mean, I, I still feel like we're unproven. Yes, we're, we're assignment sound. We, we get our gaps and, and we hit the holes hard. But uh, um, Virginia is going to be the real test. 
for stopping the run because they have a good line and good running backs, and they run well. I think, what's the stat? They have the least tackles for a loss, or like, like they're like second in the nation for at least tackles for a loss. Hmm. So, so yeah, so they have a good line, and they're good up front. What's the, what's the key to stopping the run for you guys? What are some of those simple principles that when you are successful, you guys are doing? So our, our defensive uh, tackles need a two-gap well and just blow guys back off the line, and then we got to hold the edge well. That's it, just being assignment sound. And um, so in Houston, I got caught looking inside and tried to fold a little too fast to make the play, and the guy ended up bouncing on me. He got three yards because the corner was there, but it's, it's little plays like that. You can't make those little mistakes. you got to be assignment sound and trust the guys next to you that they're going to make the play. I'm guessing Craig Bills is not going to get a Christmas card anytime soon from Deontay Greenberry, the receiver from Houston. Who sends Christmas cards still, like, at, like our age Christmas cards? I think there are some people I do not. My wife wants to. I'm like, no, come on. We, yeah, my wife does. We send Christmas cards. You're, regardless. You're, well, this is awkward. Regardless, okay? Craig, Craig Bills laying the lumber. I mean, twice on Deontay Greenberry. What does, what does a hit like that do for your defense? So, so the first hit, I almost, I almost got a penalty. Because, like, I just saw the hit, and, like, I jumped, like, 10 feet in the air and landed, like, right in front of the receiver on the ground, like, still rolling around in pain. I was like, woo! <laughs> you know? <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just said, woo! Because, like, you see a hit like that, and it just fires you up, man. Yeah. First and, uh, play on defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and that was taking me back to high school, too. So I, so I had that firing me up, and I was, like, reminiscing a little bit at the same time. But, yeah, that's Craig Bills. That's who he is. Yeah, you've just seen him doing that since yeah. he was 15. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, he used to be a little more, like, wild and just throw his body and hit <laughs> me sometimes. So now he's a little more skilled and, and honed in on, on the actual target. So when even I better. Say, when I say Christmas cards, I mean, you can send a PDF, right? You could send it a lot. Not, not the actual card. My <laughs> wife, she's like, I, I feel like I have to address this for some reason. <laughs> My, even with wedding invites, I was like, why don't we just send him an email? Just everyone an email. Like, why do we have to send, like, spend money on stamps? It's better than a text, I guess. You know, like, when you get married, think about this, okay? A group text to announce your yeah. wedding reception. Hey, just FYI. Here's, it's just oh, info. Goodness. I look at them and go, trash. Hey, this is priceless information for your future, okay. my I'm not Mr. I'm not biz, Mr. Bean hanging them up in my house or whatever, like, that I send to myself. Okay, let's get to, let's get to <laughs> real conversation here. We've talked about nicknames with different guys. Okay, we're three games in. Have more nicknames emerged with guys on the team? Not yet. Not yet. I, I haven't, nothing I've heard. Have you guys heard anything? No. Uh-uh. We're wondering if there's something wrong. No. Or if it's just... Like, does Craig Bills have a nickname? I can't he remember. He should. I, I feel like there are so many nicknames he could be given, especially after the Houston game. Yes. Um, we should work on one for Craig. As a matter of yeah. fact, we should throw that out to BYU Sports Nation. Use What's the hashtag BYUSN. Yeah. Tweet it in. Yeah. Give Craig a nickname. Yeah, What's Craig Bill's nickname be? Yeah. Surely you have some clever like, monikers. The lumberjack, laying the wood. <laughs> oh, nice. I don't yeah, know. Okay. All that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just wears plaid shirts all the time. Whatever. Yeah. BYU senior linebacker Michael Alisa with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are all access with the BYU football team. You're 3-0. There has been so much banter in the national media about what if BYU does this? What if they're undefeated? And how do you stay grounded, including us, amidst, I mean, this, this is what we do. We talk about these things. As a football team and a football player, you're not supposed to. How do you stay grounded? Yeah, so, yeah, Spence, it's so easy to get just excited and get amped up. When you see that record, you see us, like, cracking into the national rankings. And it's so easy to start getting fooling yourself, fooling yourself and start, you know, drinking your own Kool-Aid a little too much and, uh, um, I, I would just answer that question with our team meeting today. Um, well, our, after team meeting, we split into our defensive and offensive groups. And um, Harvey Jackson, the Nebraska transfer, stands up in the middle of our defensive meeting and says, listen, guys, 
He's like, the media can talk all they want, but that's just, that's fluff. It can all fly out the window with one loss. When I was at Nebraska, we were ranked, you know, 15, 14 in the nation. We got prideful. We lost the next game. He's like, focus on this game, and that's it. It's a one-game season because, you know, you start focusing on what you've accomplished and what's, what might happen, and you lose the moment. So right now it's Virginia, nothing else. One-game season. That fires me up hearing that, that, that a guy that's not a BYU guy, but now he is, adopted BYU guy, comes in, and he lends that perspective. Like, did that just come out of nowhere? Yeah. Like, did he interrupt someone to say that? Like, yeah, so, so Coach Hal was giving us a little pep speech, you know, t- telling us the exact same thing. And Harvey stands up and is like, Coach, can I say something? And we're all just like... Nobody in that moment's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, yeah. Harvey Jackson. So it definitely fired us up because it, coming from a, a peer, he's saying what, we're all, what we all know, but just it's good to remind us of that. And also bringing in his experience from Nebraska. Hey, when I was at Nebraska, we were ranked. We were a really good team. We had good athletes. Media was all high on us. And then we got prideful, lost the next game. He's like, stay grounded. Today, let's go to work and practice. And let's focus on dominating Virginia today on Wednesday. One game season against Virginia on Saturday on ESPN, 3.30 kickoff, 2.30 Mountain or 2.30 Eastern for countdown to kickoff live on BYU TV. As you look at the Cavaliers, you mentioned the run. Kevin Parks is the career, uh, the current. A- ACC active career yeah. leader in rushing yards and touchdowns. So Thank the, you. Wow. the dude can ball. He chips away. Taquan Mazel, another guy they use on fly sweeps and that kind of thing. They have a couple varied looks. Uh, in the run game. Mm-hmm. So what are you working on? What are you focusing on besides stopping the run? Is there anything else? It, it, so I, I know I've, I've been like beating this like a drum, but it all comes down to just being assignment sound. Because another thing Virginia does, they, they do like those trick plays. So the fly sweeps, then do fly sweep and, and pass it. So just being assignment sound, just focus on the guy in front of you, keeping good eyes if you're in the secondary, not peeking into the backfield, because there's going to be all sorts of stuff going back there. But um, yeah, just doing your job. That's it. I know you guys aren't saying, like, hey, revenge game, revenge game. But what role does last year's game play in this year's game? Uh, not, not as much as, as I think people would, would think. Um, one thing that's interesting, though, is, is being independent, it is a one-game season. You know, and, and every game is your championship game, really. And last year, Virginia took that from us. They took the wind out of our sails with our first game, gave us a loss. Um, now this game... It's, it's the same scenario. We're going into it 0-0, right? And we want to be 1-0 after this week. So, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at it as, at a, as a, a rebirth and, a, you know, another opportunity to beat a good team. Bronco Mendenhall has called the team's swagger a humble swagger. And we've talked about this a little bit. How does that stay humble even after you win week to week to week? I mean, you beat Texas 41-7. to and then it's it's a natural inclination for a fan base and everyone to just kind of be like, yeah, we're legit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So how how does a team hold on to the humble swagger? How do you do that? It, it takes more and more focus as you get higher on on the mountain. I think you got to be even more dialed in to to what you're doing and to just you doing your job. I, I think you keep it simple. That's the key. Everyone else is is thinking, you know. I hear talk about Taseman, uh, uh, Taseman, you know, Taseman, 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 hashtag Taseman. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's just you, you can't listen to any of that because, cause like I said, you lose one game and all that just blows right out the window. It's gone. So you focus on the, the job at hand, the task at hand, and that's it. Just don't even listen to the, to the media. Do you feel, does the team feel pressure at all to win with style points? Um, I, I, I think a win's a win. Um, 
I did feel like the Houston game could have gone better. But here's the thing. If you're playing against a good team, you have them up, was it 23-21-0? Yeah, 23-zip. Um, it's a good team. They're going to fight back. And, and that was something that, that we need to do better on is, like, keeping the pressure on another team because we're going to be going against these good teams. And they're, not, they're D1 athletes. They're good teams. So they're not just going to lay down in the first quarter. Um, the mental break will come eventually if we keep pushing into the fourth quarter maybe. But, I mean, you got to keep your, your foot on the gas pedal, flooring it. When you're playing against teams like Virginia and, and, you, and Georgia Tech last year came in, these teams come from the East Coast. Now they're coming from sea level to elevation. They're playing in front of a raucous crowd in Provo, Utah. How much of a home field advantage does Lavelle Edwards Stadium create for you? I, I think it helps a ton. And I, I love our new uh, fan section, The Rock. I love that. It's so different than it was in years past. I think the stadium has gone a lot, lot louder, especially on third, third downs. And um, it's a fun place to play in. I, think, I love our venue. We have a great stadium here. And, and now, uh, the, this isn't BYU of old. Turn down for what, plays on third down? <laughs> or third down for what? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? This isn't your yeah, grandma's yeah, BYU. Where is this coming from? Yeah, yeah. yeah wait a minute. Where's, uh, where's the Darth Vader soundtrack? You know? <laughs> <laughs> where's popcorn popping in the fourth quarter with the lead? Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's turned down for one. Um, yeah. is, uh, is being ranked 21st and kind of the darling of the non-P5s, is that a burden or a blessing? Um, I, I, it can be both depending on, on, uh, how you're doing in the season. Um, it can be a blessing because you, you can like, fly like right can, now. What is it right now? It can be a burden and, and you just got to like, just ignore all that. But in, in the beginning of the season it was a blessing. We're the underdogs. So we, we have that chip on our shoulder, but right now it's easy for guys to forget about that and, and lose that chip that they have and lose that heartage. But, uh, I mean, you, you got to ignore all that, like I said, and just, just focus on just... I'm going to give you something it. to be chippy about. Matt Millen, <laughs> who was calling the game for ESPN on Saturday, he said BYU is on upset alert. He thinks Virginia has a great chance to come in here and beat you guys. So take that back to the locker okay. room, and you tell your teammates that the ESPN guy thinks that you guys are on upset alert. I'll take it back, but I'm telling you, the guys are dialed in. Like, I, Especially after that speech by Harvey Jackson today, we went into practice... Today was a completely different practice than we had yesterday. Guys are flying around. Those poor squ- scout guys. Like, in, in practice, you don't feel for them. But after practice, you're like, hey, man, sorry about that hit. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, we're flying. We don't want them to even cross the line of scrimmage. So, like, guys are just flying and just, you know, laying into dudes. So, it was a really good practice today. And, and we, we approach practice like we approach each game. Like, there is no tomorrow. We're not saving anything for tomorrow. We're laying it all out on the line today in team practice. So, it's been awesome. You have earned the BYU Sports Nation karma once again. Yes. For delivering the goods. You know who else I want to give it to right now? Harvey Jackson. We also Harvey give Jackson. Harvey Jackson like the BYU Sports Nation karma. You can transfer he deserves it. that Sports Nation karma to Harvey Jackson as well. Okay. Now, du- I, know, now I know it's transferable. Okay. <laughs> a double do- yes, a double dose. Absolutely. <laughs> now go, my son, and succeed against Virginia. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. E. Michael Alisa all-access take on how BYU gets ready for Virginia and how they keep that humble swagger. What about the Cavaliers? How are they preparing for BYU? Let's ask the head coach Mike London coming up next. Let's go to the source. Mike London joins us live on BYU Sports Nation from Charlottesville. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Is that your grandma's BYU? Turned down for what, man? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B. 
Tonight, 9 Eastern, BYU and Oregon Women's Soccer live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 9 Eastern, BYU versus Oregon. BYU Athletics officially announcing that Jim McMahon will be inducted into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame after finishing his degree on Thursday, October 2nd. His jersey will be retired at halftime of the Utah State game on Friday night, October 3rd. But first things first, before Utah State and the bye week, are the Virginia Cavaliers. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, the head coach of the Cavaliers, Mike London, making his return trip to the show. Coach, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Jerem, thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on a monumental win uh, over Louisville last Saturday. You said after that game that your team is for real. What makes your team real in 2014? Well, you know, what, what I meant by that, basically was the fact that it's been a long time coming in the making of having a, a win like that for us. You know, last year we had four seniors. This year we have 22 seniors. The, the systems are, are, are consistent with the coordinators' terminology. So there's a lot of guys that know what's going on. And, uh, you know, we, we played a tough UCLA team and, and then, you know, playing uh, Louisville and, and, and now i got another top 20 team and, you know, with, with the Cougars there. Uh, you know, our, our guys are excited about the challenges that are presented to them and, we look forward to traveling out there to you guys. Henry Coley and the captains on Sunday, after a win against a ranked team, called a players-only meeting. Normally that's like, hey, we got to figure it out, we're losing, whatever. You win, and your players call a player-only meeting. What did that mean to you? Well, it goes back to talking about you know, the senior leadership, guys that, uh, that want to you know, hold each other to accountability and responsibility, and just letting guys know that you know, we started out 2-1 and one before and ended up going on the slide there, so... Um, there's a lot of leadership and older guys that, that want to leave their, their senior legacy something to be proud of. And, and, and Henry, along with other captains and other seniors, just said, listen, we need to make sure we get everybody together to stay focused. And, and, and it means a lot when, uh, when players can also dictate the locker room and, and hold guys accountable to the standards that you set. Last three seasons, you've been 2-1 and one out of the gate. What makes this season a little different? Well, as I said, this is one of those uh, those those years, the seasons where the coordinators are back, the terminology is back, just just guys getting uh, guys getting acclimated and, and being really relaxed to what's being asked of. And you know, the systems have uh, have worked for us, and and, and it's, it's it's amazing when you have you do things over and over again, and you feel comfortable. We're all ruled by the psychology of results, and when guys can play fast and and not think about what they're doing, it, it makes you play. You know, play easier. It makes makes you play, you know, so you can win a football game, and that's that's probably the biggest difference for us right now. Mike London, the head football coach of Virginia on BYU Sports Nation, coach. What is the strength of this Cavaliers football team? We all think, well, it's got to be the defensive front seven. Are are we hitting the target on that? Yeah, I, I would say that. Um, you know, we've we've been able to put pressure on teams and and come up with some turnovers, and and you know, the best pass defense is a pass rush, and I think we got. Some guys that can you know that can rush the passer, and we're going to have to do that in order to you know to come to be competitive against uh, against uh, BYU. But I would say the front seven is probably uh, probably you know as good as we've had here for a while. And then I'd say our, our kicking game, particularly the legs of the kickers, have done a nice job as well. Brandon Despain is the video coordinator there at Virginia. He used to be a coworker of mine here when we were students. Has he converted to Virginia, or does he still have some BYU blood, Coach? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, hasn't he been sending you some secret film or, or <laughs> and everything like that? You know? so, <laughs> no, uh, you know, he's uh, not. 
have done a great job and everything. And the talks uh, finally of uh, of out there, and they talked about how beautiful it is out there. And so a lot of our guys, probably 95% of us, will be first time out there and get a chance to look at uh, a beautiful place that's been characterized. Mike London, head football coach of Virginia on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, after that win over Louisville, I noticed you have a Twitter handle, and we're big on Twitter on this show. How much love did you get on social media after beating the Cardinals? Well, you know, I know it's one of the things that, we, that we're always talking about is that we play the game first to win, and my whole thing to do this for the development of the players. And when people know how hard these guys have worked and they see the hard work pay off, then uh, you know there are a lot of people that wanted to celebrate with the congratulations of of uh, you know of, of upsetting the top twenty teams. So you know it, it's it's important that you know that that the players get the credit and and that the assistant coaches get the credit and um, and that, that, that's what I'm going to focus on giving those guys the credit. And it's about it was it was a long time overdue and and um, you know now we just had to go back to work again for practice and and as I said get ready for. Uh, Get ready for the Cougars because, again, they're an excellent football team and they beat some good people and they're very skilled in a lot of, lot of areas. So we got our work cut out for us. I know that for sure. Speaking of long time overdue, I just started following you on Twitter. 15,499. So I almost got you to 15,500. 15, <laughs> uh, I think my mom and aunts and nieces and nephews will probably try to take it over. Just to... Yeah, let's go. Let's push oh, that right. over the edge. You, you yeah. forced 13 turnovers in three games. How in the world does that happen? Um, I, I, there's, no, there's no secret that we're pressured defense. I mean, obviously you have to get to the quarterback. Obviously you have to get around the ball and try to get the ball out. And so it's just something you just preach over and over again and, you know, being in, uh, in position when, uh, when the opportunity strikes. We've had our, our case of our share of things bounce ball bouncing the other way. But, um, you know, with older guys, you know, the importance of, of uh, possessions is critical, particularly if you can create them on, uh, on defense. We talked to the voice of the Cavaliers yesterday, Dave Kane, and uh, he said that there are three guys that get a lot of attention, Eli Harold, Max Vallis, and Anthony Harris. But then he brought up the guy that he feels like deserves more attention as Henry Coley. What makes Coley such a special linebacker? You know, this, is, this is the second year that Henry's been through Coach Tanuta's defensive scheme. He uh, makes a lot of the calls, a lot of the checks, a lot of the adjustments. He, he plays tough between the tackles, and he can run from sideline to sideline. He's a smart guy. He's a two-time all-academic uh, performer for the ACC, and it's just a guy that, uh, again, is part of that, that group that said, you know what, we were here in 2011 when we went to the Chick-fil-A Bowl, and now going out in my senior year, I want to have something positive. So he, he's one of the main leaders for our team. Well, thanks for the time, Coach London, and good luck with the Twitter followers getting to 15,500. You need one <laughs> yeah. more. Thanks for having me on the show, fellas. Take Thank care. You. All right, Coach, we'll see you All in right. Provo. Bye-bye. Mike London, head football coach of the Virginia Cavaliers. I like that he said the best pass defense is a pass rush. That's great. It's a fantastic point. They, you can mess you can up a lot of teams. In yes. the secondary and have a bad pass come your way. And your defense can be amazing if you can get a pass rush. Yes, they have a good secondary. They have an All-American safety. Should BYU be more worried about Virginia? Maybe we should talk about that tomorrow. Question mark? We're back after this. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B about to wrap up 
what has been a very entertaining and jam-packed show. What a day. Hey, coming up tomorrow, ESPN play-by-play on the BYU-Virginia game. Bob Wischusen, Nate Austin of the basketball team, wants to break down the football team. Naturally. He left a stinky shoe for us, so we'll bring him in. And your conversation with Bronco Mendenhall, your one-on-one. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I wonder who gets it today. Hmm, let's hmm. see. Uh, how about Jimmy Mack? Yeah. Yep, how about, okay. yeah. Jim McMahon should get the Rise and Shout. So congratulations to Jim McMahon. It's official. He'll have his jersey, number nine, retired, and enter the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. October, so Thursday, October 2nd is the BYU Hall of Fame. That's with four other people. And then on Friday, at halftime of the football game, uh, he'll have you know the number nine put up on Lavelle Edwards Stadium forever. That'll sit up there. Get your tickets now for BYU and Utah State if you want to be a part of that celebration. Tickets still available for Virginia as well, I'm um, being told from our friend David Almadova. Our Twitter question today, what's your favorite Jim McMahon moment? You've got tweets. At FootDoc24, I was a freshman in 1980. Numbers cannot convey how amazing McMahon was. It was magical. We should get in a Craig Bill's nickname or two. We asked for it. At Caitlin Jenny, this is amazing. Dollar Dollar Bills. Awesome! Wow. I mean, can you... Okay, th- this other one's really good. This is my favorite. At Theron BYU. Craig Medical Bills. <laughs> That's good. Bring in the herd. That's good. Bring in the pain. Keep them coming. Bills over skills. Spencer Huff Davis. Also solid. Yes. J underscore B Winters. Chills Bills. <laughs> Kill Bills. Another favorite Jim McMahon moment. Watching Jimmy Mac golf barefoot. I hope he shows up on the third with no shoes. That's awesome. Hey, thanks to our guests today. Lavelle Edwards, Mike London, and Michael Elisa. Everyone on our crew, nicely done today. Adjusting on the fly. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to the entire 1980 BYU football team for winning the Miracle Bowl. And Kurt Gunther for making the PAT. 46-45. We're back tomorrow on Radio Vision at noon Eastern.